Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, I'm Andy Zaltzman. This is another issue of Top Stories in which we delve into the Bugle archives to find out the most important thing in the universe at some point over the last almost 16 years. Now, some issues are never very far from the front pages, and in August 2013, it was immigration policy making the headlines for the, let me count them, gazillionth time on both sides of the Atlantic. I discussed it with John Oliver. Top story this week, immigration. And immigration policy is a tricky banana to unpeel, Andy, but it's well worth it if you can get it open for, you know, inside is soft, sweet compassion for your fellow human beings. Just be careful where you throw that peel, because that's a banana skin that can trip you out of office. (laughs) And big immigration news on both sides of the Atlantic at the moment. First up, British citizenship. And in Britain, Andy, as you know, the unofficial 
immigration policy is, uh, we're an island, and there's no room. If we get any more people on this island, we're going to sink. You're simply too heavy to live here. I'm sorry. Good day. I said good day. <laughs> the, uh, the UK government has introduced a new test for UK citizenship, where applicants will have to correctly answer questions about Britishness ranging from principles of medieval land ownership to the invention of the hovercraft. And sure, Andy, I mean, that, look, that seems fair. What immigrant should not have at least a working knowledge of medieval land ownership? <laughs> I mean, ju- just to be clear, the extent of my knowledge of medieval land ownership is that there was probably land back in ve- medieval times and some people probably owned it. That's the beginning and the end of my knowledge. I think King Arthur lived on some land, but I'm not sure if he owned it or not. He might have leased it from that lady that lived in the water. Like I said, I just don't know. But I don't need to know, Andy, that's the point. Because I'm not applying to be British, I don't need to. I already am British. I'm fully qualified. Oh, you were. You were British, John. <laughs> The qualification doesn't go away, Andy. <laughs> I'm not sure that's legally true, but I, I feel it in my heart. But uh, the new te- citizenship test is intended to put more emphasis on uh, British history and achievements than uh, previous versions. So I think it's very important, John, for uh, would-be asylums to know about British history, because it means that when they're sitting their immigration test to see if mm-hmm. they're going to be able to be British enough, and they've come up against a question, list the reasons why you... And thousands like you are moving away from your own country and trying to move to Britain, you can simply answer British history. <laughs> well, you, as well, though, you're right. You see, let's, not, let's not wrap racism in a cloak of claiming that you want to educate people here. <laughs> Why don't they just write the immigration test that they actually want to, Andy, and simply hand potential immigrants a piece of paper with F*** off written on it. <laughs> and when, when they say, uh, this doesn't seem to be a question, simply reply, oh, oh, it is. It is a question, and you can answer it correctly by f***ing off. <laughs> the, the test will also include the achievements of Monty Python, Rudyard Kipling, and Andrew Lloyd Webber, and are all included in uh, a 180-page Home Office syllabus, which asks potential citizens to learn about British history, culture and values from the Stone Age to the 2010 general election, when British history ended. <laughs> um, <laughs> before... Before they take a, a new and a more tough life in the UK test as part of the government's intention to dramatically reduce net migration. And I have to say, Andy, I do like the idea of Monty Python featuring <laughs> on this test because you can learn a lot about the British psyche from the fact that we loved them so much. Look, you're going to be living in a country where we found these men dressed up as ladies, talking in squeaky voices, slapping each other with fish and making Kierkegaard jokes. We, we love them. We lo- if you're on board with that, you're more than welcome to sashay in. <laughs> but uh, British values have, of course, shifted with time uh, and necessity, and we've let go some previous values that we used to hold dear, such as uh, enslaving massive numbers of people mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, invading anywhere that had anything that even looked like it might look smart at a museum. So these things are always constantly shifting, John, and uh, as the famous ancient Roman soldier, gladiator and philosopher Maximus Decimus Meridius himself once said, what we do in life... <laughs> Echoes in Eternity, by which I think he meant, can't have an Oscar, there is so much blood in this film. But, uh, <laughs> but immigration in the 21st century is full of these echoes of what Britain has done in its life, uh, you know, for good and bad through British history. And I look at my daughter's school class, John, so there's uh, children mm-hmm. in her class, about 30 kids in her class, and they come from maybe 15 or more different national and ethnic backgrounds. It's like a living lesson in global and British history. And trying to explain 
to my six-year-old daughter why children whose families come from all corners of the world are sharing the same classroom. It's quite difficult without sitting her down and saying, right, you know how round about the end of the last ice age the land bridge between Britain and continental Europe was flooded, making us an island again? Right, well, it all basically started from there, and then a few thousand years <laughs> later, the Romans invaded, and so on and so on and so on, until, as you say, history ended in 2010. It might <laughs> even be easier to go further back to when the first fish climbed out of the sea all of those millions of years ago and said, I am f***ing done with swimming. The applicants are going to be expected to score 75% or above in a 24-question multiple-choice exam to secure a pass into Britain. And uh, migrant groups have attacked uh, the new test as a lampoon of Britishness that made citizenship harder to achieve, but for all the wrong reasons. And the section on India and empire in general is likely to slightly wind up any Indians or Pakistanis who are applying, because there is a box on the poet Rudyard Kipling with an extract from his poem... If, and a description of, for the most part, an orderly transition from empire to commonwealth, with countries being granted their independence. I'm guessing there's going to be a few hands going up during that <laughs> exam, and he's saying, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I just think there's a problem with this exam paper, unless that's a joke. Is that one of your funny Monty <laughs> Python jokes? But I don't think it is, because you're not dressed like a lady. Or does orderly transition mean something different in English than I think it does? The, the test, because the test seems to have omitted the fact that over a million people died in communal and religious violence at Britain's withdrawal during the partition in 47. And it would be great if all the questions were that revisionist, Andy, all saying, how peaceful was the transition of power from Britain to India? A, very peaceful. B, remarkably peaceful. C, ridiculously peaceful. <laughs> or D, I don't wish to live in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Or they could go even further, Andy, and actually make people sign guilt disclaimers as part of the test, absolving Britain historically from any blame regarding their country's behaviour. So they could just sign a, I, the undersigned, hereby state that I shall not blame Britain at any point in the future for any action regarding my country of origin at any point in history. <laughs> Furthermore, any misfortunes my country may have experienced, I shall hereby state we fully brought upon ourselves. I shall henceforth refer to Britain's map drawing skills as perfection, and that Britain has an ability to put borders exactly where they were supposed to be. <laughs> Please don't listen to me anymore, a silent <laughs> well, I don't think it's unfair, John, to expect people wanting to move to this country to accept yes. our history for what we pretend it is. Learn how we live. <laughs> Climb inside our heads. Immigration adverts now, and uh, well, so much is the fear of the influx of Romanians and Bulgarians in Britain that Britain is actually considering launching a negative ad campaign <laughs> in those two countries to persuade potential immigrants to stay away from the UK. That the UK is essentially not that place, not that nice a place to live. And I'm just not sure, Andy, that any other country would be capable of even thinking of an idea like that, <laughs> let alone actually considering go through with it. If anything, this this could be just typical British modesty, you know, downplaying mm -hmm. our country, saying actually no, it is it is genuinely a pile of shit. Honestly, it <laughs> really is. But it was just 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 the, that's the kind of people we are, John. The, the plan, which apparently is going to focus on the downsides of British life, <laughs> is one of a range of potential measures to stem immigration to Britain next year when uh, um, uh, curbs imposed on both countries' citizens. 
living and working in the UK are going to expire. So a report over the weekend quoted one minister saying that such a negative advert would correct the impression that the streets here are paved with gold. And that, <laughs> I mean, this is just amazing stuff, Andy, because it's quintessentially English. We are such a negative group of people that I think we might actually be able to pull that off. There's, there's no word yet on how the advert might look. Um, or you know whether it's going to try and make Britain just look as horrible as possible, or try and you know encourage would-be migrants to wake up to the joys of their own lands. <laughs> but this is a whole new era for advertisers, Andy. Countries around the world spend millions of dollars on hiring firms to promote them as tourist destinations. You know, come come to Britain, feel the history, <laughs> and it will be amazing to see adverts that say, "Don't come to Britain. It really is tremendously overhyped. <laughs> tremendously." <laughs> Albania, just as crap, but so much closer. Paid <laughs> <laughs> for by the British Tourist Board. Um, we, we just spent billions of pounds, Andy, on the Olympics to showcase ourselves <laughs> as a vibrant modern country. Clearly we missed a huge opportunity to stage the most negative opening <laughs> ceremony in Olympics history, focusing on the many reasons never to visit Britain. Well, it just shows, John, that uh, you know, a number of people prepared to take this into their own hands. We had the riots... In uh, 2011, showed our youngsters patriotically trying to make Britain less attractive to foreigners. I mean, uh, you might find the sight of teenagers vomiting uncontrollably in every town centre in the country every single weekend a little bit disappointing, perhaps not the fulfilment of the national dream of freedom that our forefathers fought all those world wars for. But I see it as their generation's Dunkirk, John, just as our grandparents and great grandparents got blitzed. So the new generation is getting blitzed in a different way. They share the same ultimate goal to keep Britain independent and British. Thank you for listening. Do support what we do at The Bugle by donating via thebuglepodcast.com. If you're listening in Apple, you can also click the button to support us right now. Goodbye. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.